Hi, this is Chris Cluey, and you're listening to Best Threesome Ever. Welcome to Best Threesome Ever, a podcast discussing all things revolving around nerdy pop culture. Probably not what you were expecting, but it's just as fun. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Rob, and Kevin. All right, here we go. Best threesome ever. Episode 108, brought to you by Heroic Goods and Games in Minneapolis. Also brought to you by Jaybird Wines. I'm Nick. I'm Rob. I'm Kevin. And here we are again. Yay. Woo. So. <laughs> He's slapping yay. right to it. <laughs> Just going, going right at it full bore, man. His yay was so enthusiastic. I was, I was doodling at the time, so I was trying to like <laughs> doodle and be enthusiastic at the same time. Hot. All right. Yay. I try, I, I try to be enthusiastic when I doodle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, two an, different... I'm an enthusiastic doodler personally. I don't think that word means what you think it means. I mean, sometimes, you know, I just doodle out of boredom. Well, who doesn't? This is kind of a lethargic doodle. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about masturbation, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, cool. We did have to explain the joke. Neat. Uh, <laughs> so I'm assuming... Uh, you guys have seen the the whole like uh, some musical that came out this past weekend. No. West Side Story. Well, right? Yeah, yeah. West Side Story. Yeah. Yeah. Rent. <laughs> Kevin's favorite. <laughs> no, I was out of town all weekend. Oh, you didn't watch it? I did, oh. didn't have time, man. All right. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, my hope. Possibly tomorrow. Maybe all right. Oh, there you go. But you watched it, Rob? No, I didn't. Watch. Of course, I watched it. So. <laughs> We're talking about Hamilton, just in case people are... only been waiting six years, 11, if you count the first time I heard the opening track, which was done in 2009 at a DC uh, arts benefit with the Obamas in the room. Anyways. I don't count that because you weren't there. No, I wasn't there. You weren't in the room where it happened, right? Um, You're welcome. Uh, Yeah, so Hamilton came to... You know what, Nick? Burn. (laughs) You're just just disappointed you didn't think of that funny... Pun that before I did. Meanwhile, he was, uh, you know what Nick was doing? Waiting for it. 2009? What was I doing in 2009? I don't fucking remember. Anyways, uh, yeah, so Hamilton came, the, and as we had, had talked about in previous episodes, it was. According to in, history, he came a lot. He did. Um, Six kids uh, and a mistress. Right. And so this was, as we talked about in. Past episodes, this was recorded in 2016. Yes. Over like three days in June, I think. And obviously, I think some of the close-ups were done maybe when nobody else was around, uh, maybe during like a dress, because to have a camera on stage and then all of a sudden the camera's not there in the next shot. It was recorded, yes, it was recorded with both an audience and not. Right. So, I, Which I assume they would do anyways, because you just, you'd have to. Mm-hmm. Um, even comedy specials are recorded over a few days. So, yes. Right. Just so they can get the best jokes, best reactions. Because maybe people don't do it. Anyways, I thought it was great. It was great seeing it again. Um, and seeing it with the original Broadway cast. And seeing a lot of the... I think there's a lot of... Uh, I mean, you can hear the music and enjoy it. But I think there's the, the nuances between the actors on stage and facial, inspre- facial expressions and whatnot. And the way they interact is really brings it more to life. And then the, the whole thing about the... Harbor of Death, or the Omen of Death, or Omen of Bad News. Yeah. Which I didn't realize was a thing, but it is. You didn't notice it when you saw the... I did notice it. I just thought, like any show where you have a 
a limited cast and you have to you know continuously use people but i thought it was interesting i was like wow she just must be like the like the captain advanced so she gets the more up close and personal parts but i i I, i'm torn between wanting to explain what we're talking about but also not ruining it for kevin I already know about it. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. Um, so, Ariana DeBose... Uh, they posted the, about it, so I saw it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Spoiling-ass bitch. <laughs> well, it's not really spoiling it. It's, it's, it's barely as... I mean, it is... I mean, for a show that's been out for five years and everyone has combed over every little inch of this fucking show, yeah, I guess I would call it a spoiler. I would call it a spoiler. You can, be in, you can be outraged. But it's like Titanic. You know how it ends. You know how the story ends. I don't, like... Everybody lives happily ever after. Thank you. I was worried that like Aaron Burr was going to shoot Hamilton. No. Right? Bro. No, in like a duel or something? Terrible. No. No. Oh, God. No no way would that happen. Trick, the whole show ends with a guy with a mouthful of peanut butter and, a, and no glass of milk. Trick, George Washington wakes up and it was all a dream. Shut up. That was a great reference and you walked right over it. Come on. I let it sit for a second. <laughs> it was a good reference. Thank you. <laughs> so anyways, so the omen of death, which I'm about to omen of death all over uh, Yeah, Ariana DeBose uh, in the original cast uh, plays a character called the Bullet. Um, she is an omen of death. She's the first character to die on stage. And after that, every time someone else dies on stage, right before it, they interact with her. Main uh, character dies. Yeah, ma- every time a main character dies, they interact with her. Right, and it's it's um, like that's that's such smart storytelling that I'd never noticed n- known about, right? Because I'd never seen the show, right? Yeah, and there's a lot of that in the show, and like the the way they the staging, which I really really liked, especially like the the hurricane when they're I mean the well first of all like the scene shifts are well scene shifts uh, the shifts are like seamless, but then the way they bring on props and move props is very like, you don't notice the actors doing it. Like, it's very magic trick, and I love that. Yeah. Um, but then especially when they do, like, the, the Hurricane song, and they're all kind of frozen, but they're spinning, like, set pieces and chairs and tables around and people. Like, it's a hurricane, and, like, it for a moment when he he's standing there singing and everybody's frozen, it's like, looks like a still of a hurricane. Like, he's standing in the middle of a hurricane, and it's, it's, it's impressive. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love little... I love it when 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 theater shows do smart things like that. Um, having now seen the um, the stage version, I can definitively say that uh, my new dream role is King George. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's, he's so much. You will love him. You will like. You will look at him and go, "Oh my God, it's Kevin on stage." Because it is. It's kind of Kevin on stage, and it's great. <laughs> It's yeah. really, it's a fun character, and um, I just did, did Jonathan Groff's portrayal of him is is fun and just goofy and just silly as fuck. There's an episode of Graham Norton show where uh, Lin Manuel was talking about how he brought the show to England, and uh, apparently, um, what are the what's the older prince's name? Uh, prince William. William. See the older prince. Yes, but he was talking about Harry. I've seen this clip. He's talking yeah. about Harry. Uh, yeah, Harry. Um, so Harry comes and see it with his wife, and you know he's sitting next to him, and he's like super nervous. He's like, "This was like weird because King George is literally like his sixth grandpa, you know, like it's six great grandfathers away, like in the sitting in his theater." So 
Yep. <laughs> he said, but they took it in, in great in great stride, and you know, obviously, people can't control their what their family did six generations ago. So, but kind of also, that's kind of cool because if you think about it, you bring in a show to. I mean, you bring in a part of history, and the people that are related to the characters are sitting there. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Um, it's neat. Yeah, it is neat. Um, I think there's some Hamilton relatives that have seen it. Uh, descendants of Hamilton. As uh, well as some of the descendants of Burr, which is a very different and more controversial story, <laughs> which is just delicious. Right. Burr had a whole bunch of slave kids. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, but that was originally supposed to be released in a theater. I'm glad they uh, gave it, put it out to a streaming service. I don't know why Disney so much got it. Um, I don't know. And, I, and taking away the two swear words, the two fucks in there, I, I wasn't. Didn't bug me. A f- I w- yeah, it didn't bug me either. Maybe they did it at the. There was a record scratch. I mean, and does Disney have a history of, of of having musicals under their name? I I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Does Disney also have a history of sort of sweeping the unfavorable things under the rug? What? No. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. We're just talking about musicals. Okay. Mary Poppins and shit. <clears throat> it's okay. So right, but like, anyways. this is the ASMR version of the best three of ever. Yeah, what you doing? Yeah. But they did nothing. The world is getting rid of Splash Mountain and replaced it with the Princess and the Frog. I'm Great. We're okay with that. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just, but Disney had nothing to do with the production of the no. show in Broadway. That's why I'm just kind of curious. And maybe they just offered. Lynn. They got the rights. They you probably offered Lynn the most money. Yeah, dump truck of money. Here well, you yeah, go. Oh yeah, he's he's had partnerships with them. So oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. Disney likes him, but I think they announced how much. Like it was like one point two billion or something. <laughs> it was just. <laughs> so you're saying Lynn Manuel's set for a little while? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was set after In the Heights, but you guys aren't ready to have that conversation. Well, and he was also, you know, he also wrote all, a lot of the the music and, and musical numbers for, like, the Oscars and just sat backstage and, like, yeah. would write the closing number as it's fucking going. Oh, it's, it, that, that's one of my favorite uh, behind-the-scenes clips. Oh, yeah. Is the, uh, it, maybe it was the Tonys. Maybe it was... Yeah, it was the Tonys. And Neil Patrick Harris is doing the Tonys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does a rap at the end of the show. And Lin-Manuel and uh, Alex Lacamoire are sitting backstage with a piano, and they're just writing uh, a, a, a wrap-up of the show. Um, Jesus. <laughs> shut up. I wish it was my joke. And, and they're just backstage, and like you can see the behind-the-scenes bit of it, and it's really neat. Yeah, it is. It's, and that's just fucking amazing talent right there to be able to do that. Well, yeah, he's kind of our generation's, uh, uh, I don't want to say Shakespeare, because that feels cliche, and f- very lofty. <laughs> Gershwin? Uh, wild. Ooh, Gershwin. Yeah, no, that's Mozart. Ooh. Mozart was a little nutty. Not like in a bad way. Yeah, no, I, I like Gershwin. Gershwin's a good answer. I just like, I like Mozart, because Mozart, if you look at, when they wrote, like, if you look at Beethoven writing his music, like original scores of what he wrote, it's notes. It's fucking messy. It looks, it's smudged. It's whatever. It's you can see where he made changes. You look at Mozart's original music, and it's like he put the notes on the page and never made it. Never made a correction. Like he, he just knew it was right, and that was it. And hmm. it's it's fucking impressive. It's it's amazing uh, just to even think. You know, you listen to Mozart and you go. 
he composed this in his head, wrote it out, and the first draft was it. That was it. There you go. And it blows my mind that the amount of talent that that takes. Talent I will never see in my life. Um, but what I was saying is that this was supposed to come out in the theaters, and by the time this episode airs, movie theaters will be reopened. And I know we've kind of talked about it. Are you guys excited about this? Excited about movie theaters reopening? I mean, as long as they're doing the half capacity thing, I I do the. Um, I only go to theaters that have the reserved seating anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as long as the theaters are putting in, a, in something in place where, when you reserve a seat, it blocks out a couple of seats around you. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll have my mask and such. I, I mean, I'm okay with it. Right, Rob. I don't know. I'm 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 not ready to go back to places yet. <laughs> I, we, we, in my house, we've made the deal of like, we're not going to go out to eat until there's a vaccine at this point. We'll get takeout, uh, but going out to eat's not going to happen. I definitely won't do indoor, but yeah. um, like outdoor seating, I'm. Yeah, it makes me nervous too, though. Especially the bars that have like the, the big open face uh, storefronts that have an indoor and outdoor, and you can like walk between them very easily. Oh, like like, there's there's one down uh, on. But I'm the, talking about like places that still aren't doing uh, indoor, just have outdoor seating, fine dining, like sure. uh, like W. Frost or oh, uh, sure. like Restaurant Aldi, that kind of thing. Sure, Alma. I don't know. Why I said Aldi. <laughs> Restaurant Aldi, where they have the <laughs> finest cheese that never melts. <laughs> you see Kevin. You see Kevin outside with a chair and a table. That was such a smart joke. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Um. You mean like barrio? Excuse me. Yeah. Can I have your finest toastios? No, your 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 barrios. Your yeah. Yeah. Merlin's rest, that kind of a thing. Yeah. What, sure. was, that, what was that one up in? Uh, there's a bar in uptown that did the same thing. That really fucking cool, like windows. I don't remember. I forget what it's called, but it was right in uptown. It was uh, a. <laughs> yeah, right. It was. Um, I, don't even, Waller. I don't know if the bar is still there. It was there years ago. It was right next to a bookstore. A really cool bookstore. And like old. Uh, prints of uh, photos and stuff, movie nerdy stuff. Hmm. So, anyways, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Well, I'm excited just because I miss going to movies. And since I work an odd schedule, I can go during the weekday when everybody's at work and I have nothing to do. So, sure. But I wonder, like you were saying, like with tickets, like if you're going with somebody, do they automatically already space it out one one one? You know, every other seat. Um, no, because I I think they have to allow like family units to be able to sit together. That's what I know? was thinking. So, um, but I th- but but like I said, if you're able to buy like probably no more than a block of um, four, like two adults and some <laughs> odd number of kids, mm-hmm. and then it's too many kids, man. <laughs> some odd many is too many kids. Um, yeah, and then like it thank just, you it, for respecting it, my choice. It, it blacks it out like you know the the. Like the, the two seats, right, maybe right, three right. seats around yeah. you. Well, I, I think, as Rob mentioned in the last episode, I don't think there's a, a new release coming out at least until July. End of July. Late July, yeah. yeah. End so. of July. It might be Wonder Woman. No, that's no. that's in November, isn't it? It's November, yeah. yeah. Well, something's supposed to hit theaters, though. I just saw a trailer for it. Now I'm totally blanking on it. There's one movie with that one dude and the thing and yeah, the stuff? That's it's that one. Cool. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. I'm excited for that one. Somebody posted, uh, a friend of mine posted on their Facebook, like, describe a, a movie in the, in like the, in the, the like, most the boring lamest, way possible. Boring way possible. 
And I said, yeah, a group of people do a thing and like save the world slash universe. Oh, yeah. And some other stuff happens. See, that already sounds too exciting. And <laughs> Right? And they may, some of them have superpowers. <laughs> and she nailed what movie it was right away. Endgame? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, you could have explained any movie. It could have been Justice League. It could have been uh, that other one, the Train Suicide spotting. Squad. Ordinary well, I, people. I meant it Boy, could have been like any nerdy. Butch, and Cass- Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Boy leaves temperate climate to find out his father's kind of a jerk. Star Wars, New Hope. There you go. Oh, all right. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we love I, to play this game. I, that's fine. We can do this. I don't mind. It'll eat up time. It'll be great. So I saw Irresistible. Okay. Ir- irresistible. Which all one, right. The, Explain this, because I've seen the trailer, was, but I don't think... So it is uh, uh, Steve Carell and Rose Byrne as um, uh, campaign managers for Trump and Clinton, respectively. Mm. Uh, who gets uh, kind of caught up in a mayoral race in Wisconsin uh, because this guy has the older, older farmer. Uh, there's a YouTube video of him um, basically yelling at the uh, board about, um, you know, IDs and stuff for voting. Oh. Um, you know, saying that it's just not fair to people. Right. Um, basically, you know, the, your average, what you would consider to be a Trump voter, you know, speaking very leftist ideals. Yeah. Um, and Steve Carell. A moderate who, candidate. Yeah. Uh, Steve Carell's like, this is, this is the, the face of, of, you know, the, the rural um, moderates who we can, we can switch to the left. Um, yeah. This is, we're, we're going to back this pony. So it's, you know, them, you know, all about them trying to finance the mayoral race against, sure. you know, the guy who's already in charge and, uh, has a kind of an, an amusing ending that uh, <laughs> was also kind of terrifying. Uh, it was directed by John Stewart. I was going to ah. say, yeah. Um, and uh, there is a brief interview with him and one of the actual chairmans of, um, like, uh, like the, the DNC. Like, or? Uh, well, no, like the um, like who handles all like voting. Oh, um, I'm trying to remember who it was. I'm, I'm totally blanking out, but it, it has. Kind of, he basically explains that you know what, you know what happened in this, in this movie could absolutely happen, and it's kind of terrifying. Oh, yep, hooray! Because there's there's a little <laughs> bit of a twist. <laughs> Ooh, what the uh, twist? Ooh, and what, where, uh, was this on streaming? Uh, yes, it's it's a uh, 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 theater from home, so it's, oh. you know it's one of those slightly more expensive rentals, but uh, sure. I'm, it was worth it for me. Um, yeah. The audience score is really high. The critic score is kind of bleh. Really? And I couldn't figure out why. I figured this would be the kind of thing that critics would eat up. Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. Um, like an Oscar bait movie? I mean, I wouldn't call it Oscar bait, but it was it was, it was, was very enjoyable. I'd, like, I'd, I kind of enjoyed it on the same level as, like, maybe not quite as much, but it was kind of in the league of, like, Knives Out. Yeah. Oh, nice. sure. Um because, like, you know, the, the Carell and Rose Byrne are, like, these opposites. Uh, right. You know, she's yeah. very much the, uh, the the white blonde Republican. He is very much the uh, hoity-toity Democrat. Sure. Um, but they... Coastal elite But they style. also, like, they talk so much fucking shit to each other. And there's all this weird <laughs> sexual tension. It was... It, their chemistry was absolutely dynamite. I mean, I have... I find that hard to believe, but I don't find Steve Carell attractive, so... You're lost, man. Yeah, it's fine. I was after. I might have to watch this movie because after Space Force, I was disappointed. Uh, I think this will re- 
redeem him a little bit for you. Okay. Good. They darkened his hair, though, because he's turned into kind of a silver fox. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was dark again in this. I think they had to young him down a little. Yeah. No, like, actually, that's true. When he's, when he's gray and sort of beardy, that's, that's not a bad look for him. But um, He was beardy in this, though. Oh, all right. Was that movie, was that Evan? Evan Almighty, what Evan. a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't that start, was that? <sighs> yes, it stars Jim Carrey, you're right. No, that was the no. first one, Bruce Almighty. No. Was... Right, 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 right. But what was the one where Emma, not Emma, no, yeah, Emma Watson was like the son of Noah or the daughter of Noah. They were building an ark. Wasn't there a movie where she was at? That the... was Noah. Was it? The movie was literally called about Noah. Noah's Ark. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I just made me think of Evan Almighty. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh my god. The, oh, that was the, the that was scrumptious. Gym, the mental gymnastics that just happened were amazing. <laughs> like, and by God, Nick, you haven't strained any muscles. I'm impressed. Oh, not at all. Um, thank you for setting up the next thing I want to talk about real Woo! quick with mental gymnastics. Yeah, uh, sure. The the ultimate tag show on Netflix. Kevin, I think you'll enjoy it. It yeah. is it is literally like American Gladiators, but with like uh, parkour, 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 <laughs> parkour people. Parkour. No, so no, no. like, let him let him get through the word parkour. So so they're these parkour people, and they uh, they have like these just over the top, you know, clearly not who they really are characters with like silly names and like. Like laser and blazer and taser. Yep. <laughs> Tell me yes. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> Love it. And uh, there's quite a few games, and it's kind. You watch it, and you go, "This is totally." And they have goofy outfits, and yes. you're like, "This is American Gladiators," but they're playing tag. But there's variations of games, and neat. Um, they tackle each other, and it's kind of it's kind of fun to watch. It's better than the floor is lava. I did not hate the floor is lava. I, I actually thought that was it. so. I thought that was fun. It it's not it's a good show to have on if you're like doing something and you want something on the background. Oh, I binged right through that motherfucker. <laughs> I binged through, binged through about eight or nine episodes uh, doing laundry one day, and I was just kind of like, actually, I think I was editing the last podcast. I think I was doing that. Um, it was just like it was like you could watch it. I didn't really hear much of what was going on, but the parts that I did hear were kind of annoying. Like when they're yelling and screaming at each other about what to do and go this way and go that way and and obviously it's 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 camped up a little bit when they melt into the lava or if they fall off. Oh, it's so campy. I and love I, it. My personal favorite is watching for the mistakes when you can actually see the person swimming off. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't see those. There's yeah. a couple of them. Oh, are they? Yeah. You gotta watch them real quick. I thought that I thought it was well edited so that you couldn't see that. But uh it neat. Was. Um I, I think my favorite parts of that show are every time someone falls in the lava, the just over the top melodramatic, <laughs> no, just art, art, <laughs> fine acting at its finest. Fine, yes. Well, I'm glad I had irresistible because today is the episode of shit Kevin hasn't watched. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, but you know about them though. Yeah. Well, well, and well, we're kind of. I think we're done talking about stuff that's on TV, and maybe stuff that's coming to. A couple things. All uh, right. One of them being the new Pirates movie without Johnny Depp and Margot Robbie and the 
fan reaction is not favorable. Well, for, first of all, I don't know if anyone saw the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie, but Johnny Depp just doesn't have it anymore. No. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow was noticeably lethargic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he almost seemed to be turning into his character's father, Keith Richards. Yeah. With he just sounded older. It just it didn't have the same zhuzh. Um so I th- but I with the exception of the fourth one, really, really like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Me too. Which is sad that the the, the fourth one kind of sucked because that was the one with Ian McShane as Blackbeard, and he is yeah. just a treasure. Yeah. He is. Um, but yeah, I I like the Pirates movies. I think they're fun, and uh, in my eyes, Ro- uh, Margot Robbie can do very little wrong. So. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm interested. And I, well, I'm interested because I don't think they've really mentioned what part she's. I mean, she's going to be the lead. Or the focus. I assume they're going to make her the that pirate queen that they replaced the the wench with at uh, on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, red. What? What's it? She got a name. It doesn't she like the red scarlet? That's, yeah. Frisk. <laughs> red. Red. Red hair. Red herring. Communism was a red herring. <laughs> Is that her name? Yeah, no, that's right, Nick. Okay, that's exactly right. right. Communism was red herring. Her name is just Red. <laughs> I was gonna with say with two D's. Yeah, of course. It is. <laughs> is it? Is it red with double D's? Really? Hmm. <laughs> is it really just red? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, it was red something. Yeah. Uh, so th- I my, thought it was red something too. My, All I could think of was red, though. Well, it's it's yeah. Red the. Read the pirate, read the pirate queen, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my guess is that that's hmm. that's who they're going to go with, right? Yeah, um, I'd be down for that. I, yeah, I, well, hopefully, and I'm sure they'll somehow explain away how Jack's not in it, or Jack did something, or Jack being able, Jack be quick. I don't know, because um, obviously he was taken off because of the whole thing between him, him and his ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, yes. ex-wife, ex-wife. Yeah, so they kicked him out, and then it turned out. Other things transpired, and so, yeah, which uh, is interesting because it, it it really feels like ha- like half of the people involved with the production of the next uh, Harry Potter movie are all kind of in hot water right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about J.K. Rowling, oh, but Johnny no. Depp has the whole Amber Heard thing. Ezra Miller uh, got a little handsy with a fan who asked to play fight with him. Yeah, because I think he might have been a little intoxicated at the time. Or possibly on a uh, an illicit drug or two, yeah. uh, so he like he was just playing with her, and they're like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop!" Um, and, and I don't think it went much further than that, but it still was like a little <laughs> bit cringy. Girl, what is you doing? <laughs> stop! <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, Fantastic Beasts, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Do you think that uh, the stuff with J.K. Rowling? Do you think that'll affect the sales of the next movie that comes out, or the definitely for sure? Yeah, box office. You know, I'm not. I'm surprised Warner Brothers hasn't outright canceled it at this point. <sighs> I think they're still banking that it's going to be a money maker, regardless of shit that happens and shit that people say. Because it's not written. The movie's not written by her. It's just based off her characters. No, she's no, she heavily involved in the screenplay. Oh, is she? Yeah, she wrote no. the first screenplay, and I know she wrote a good chunk of the second one, if not and, all of and it. And still had like all decision-making yeah. for the script that she didn't yeah. write. Oh. So she was an executive producer, is what you're saying. 
That's what executive producers do. She also she did in fact have a writing credit though both times. Well, I'm sure she did, but I'm just saying that when you know executive producers have the like a lot of the final say and stuff, even oh, yeah. over the directors. So yeah. Hmm. Well. Hmm. That's. Yeah. <laughs> That's. J.K. Rowling. Just put a damper on my day, man. Jesus. I'm sorry. Yeah. Way to bring me down, Kevin. I'm sorry. So something to bring me up. Just kidding. This won't bring me up because I don't know how I, I'm. I'm. I'm angry and I'm. I'm excited and angry at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the new there's a rumor out there about the Star Wars being reset and oh. pretty much erasing seven, eight, and nine, but not really erasing them, but resetting them as an alternate timeline through the veil of the force, which would just pretty much introduce a fancy way of saying there's a multiverse in the star Wars universe. And that part of it is the reason they're doing this is because as it's part of the rumor is Kathleen Kennedy is stepping down and John Favreau is going to be taking over as mm. the head of Lucasfilms, which I'm, I'm totally okay with because I love John Favreau. Yeah. And I think he's, he's definitely proven that he knows what the fuck he's doing. But at the same time, are they erasing it because they listen to the fans, bitch? Or are they erasing it because they want to go somewhere else? And like at, I was, I'm kind of thinking of it as when they, Lucasfilms, you know, when Lucas got rid of Lucasfilms and gave it to Kathleen Kennedy and um, gave it to Disney and they were like, everything's not canon anymore. And I was kind of like, what the fuck? But then I see what they did and I was okay with it. So I don't know if they're going to kind of do that. And they've kind of already hinted at how they're going to do it through the movies and through Rebels. Because the veil is supposedly like when Ray was in, you know, the cave of wonderment that wasn't the tree from Dagobah. And she saw the mirror, mm-hmm. um, and then Palpatine, when she went to go collect the, uh, not the Sith holocron, that was pretty much the Sith holocron, what they called a wayfinder, was in this room that was the room of mirrors, which Palpatine used to control the veil of force, which is why he survived the fall in Return of the Jedi, because he opened a, a veil and ended up on Exegol, but he was still damaged, but not dead. Um, that he used it to cloud the Jedi and the Council to hide his identity as, you know, um, the Emperor, you know, the Sith Lord and just be Palpatine. So, yeah. And that the, pretty much that the whole multiverse is controlled by the Force and that the Force is all of time and space and it's... Uh, just live with it, Disney. I don't it's understand right. how people can complain about the sequel trilogy when the prequels are right there. They're right there. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen episode two? It sucks. Yeah. It's so, not good. It's not. Yeah. I liked episode nine. Fuck y'all. No, I agree. I I liked Rise of Skywalker. I thought Let, Last Jedi could use some work for sure. But <laughs> but I still liked it better. I thought Last Jedi was so good. It was so <laughs> weird. I loved it. <laughs> That's the problem. It was <laughs> weird. Oh, I loved it. I loved how fucking weird it was. <laughs> All right. I love the sequels too. I didn't. I had no problem with what they did. And people that are bitching about it, like go read more about the Jedi, and then you'll understand Luke's point. And he yeah, he wasn't yeah. wrong. He wasn't wrong about his, some of his thoughts, especially if you think about the way that the council acted and just was like... Read, read, about, read about it where? Uh, well, um, you could read about it in a lot of the comic books. Um, oh, is that where Boba Fett's really cool too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you can read about it in the uh, the um, what the fuck the Jedi book. What the fuck's the name of it? I can't think of the t- exact title. The, the Jedi book. The Jedi Handbook. What's the name of the, yeah, Je- the Jedi, the Jedi handbook. handbook? Yeah, yeah, the Jedi Handbook. Yeah, you can read about it in there. I didn't read the Sith one, but I'm sure some of it's there too. And a lot of the things that happened were all mentioned in the book, which looked very much like one of the books that Ray grabbed in the movie from the tree. <sighs> so, I liked him. I really did. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like the, the the zero explanation. Although there wasn't really much of one when other people have done it, but like how Ray was in gray in the sec in episode eight and then in nine, she's in all white, which could have been a a choice to be like, Oh, the gray was too close to the dark side. And I want to make sure I'm pure and white and Leia wore white. And I don't know. I don't know why was Luke in all black and return of the Jedi. Cause he was being a Jedi. He's dark. I don't know. I have no idea. No, that's what I meant by it wasn't, there was no expo for any other character that's ever changed their outfit completely. Laundry day? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was laundry day. Maybe very well right. Maybe yeah. She wore it for like three weeks straight while they. Yeah. Or La- laundry month? Four days, however long this timeline was for this movie. It's the resistance. They, they got other things to worry about. <laughs> I just figure there's some kind of magical space laundry that they can just, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, they must have normal laundry because you see it uh, in the second one where the big thing comes down in the. You know what I'm talking about? The iron ironing board that looks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it looks scary at first, but then it's just an iron, which also made an appearance in episode nine. Oh, right. I don't remember this uh, because it's very quick, and it's the scene where John Williams is sitting at the bar, and everything around him is the. 19 different references to all of his Oscar-winning musical scores. Nice. Yes, it's very fucking cool. That's nifty. Nerds. Yeah. And it's just, you know, as a designer, I can totally get behind this because I've done the same thing in theater, but mainly for my own amusement. Not that I've ever won an Oscar. Oscar, if you're listening, I couldn't. I couldn't. Just kidding. <laughs> you're going to have to. For what? <laughs> the lair? I don't know. <laughs> That would be an Emmy at best. A, a Webby. Webby. <laughs> that we vastly don't deserve. <laughs> I was actually rewatching watching some of it. it they're, God damn it, some of it's funny. I had so many good ideas. Fucking A. I wanted more. <laughs> I wanted more, too. I wanted season two. Season two was funny. Season two was funny. It was, yeah. Anyways. Season three was fucking really, like, ballsy, and season four was going to be really experimental. We had quite a bit written. Oh, I know. Experimental, like people experimenting with their, each other? Uh, like uh, <laughs> uh, some, some character change-ups. Oh, okay. Morph-abilities? So, yeah, Star Wars. And yes. Oh, really? Ability boosts. Cool. Fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day we can... I was just really excited about the new character, Fade. I thought she was so funny. She was going to be an alien from New Jersey. <laughs> so pretty much just anybody from New Jersey catch Or just anybody who could do a New Jersey accent But her skin was going to be kind of orange And that's why she fit in there <laughs> <laughs> who was uh, And her, her ability was to turn kind of invisible <laughs> <laughs> Kind of invisible? How do you turn kind of invisible? Uh, she just she fades. fades into the background oh, I, yeah, I get it I get it Like, uh, like her, her shit was super funny Like LL Cool J and Toys Do you remember that? Oh, I don't think I've seen that since I was like eight, bro. 
So he was like the military guy, but then he would like appear in a scene because he was like hidden in the background because he was camouflaged in the background. Uh, yeah, sure, okay. sure. Yeah. Okay. Why, why not? No? Okay. Uh, I was going to say like Ted and Scrubs. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, like that's... she, like we would just do an effect where she just became just a little bit transparent. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you, who was going to play her? I didn't know yet. Oh, okay. We didn't Damn it. that far. Maybe one day. Yeah, Megan was going to switch to a lot of uh, like behind the camera stuff. Nice. Sure. I was going to get to direct an episode. I was you excited were. about that. Yeah, and, and season two, as a matter of fact. I know. I was excited. Damn it. I, like, I think the, it's the, one, the body an, switch episode we're going to have you helm. Was it that? Uh, that was the one where you and Megan got in the argument. Episode four? Maybe. You had the argument with Judy in the office? Um, oh, maybe. Because we talked about Who that, knows? and I was like, I totally had it in my mind how the cameras were going to switch really quickly. Uh, yeah. It was, Oh, the body switch episode was going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> I, uh, Mike and Caitlin switching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty hilarious. Uh, I think me and uh, Plant Boy were going to switch, right? I think so, yeah. I want to say that was right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe one day. We maybe can. one day. One day. We need to get back to it. Re- reboot it. It's, it's a few years Cast later. Margot Robbie. Yeah. It's just a few years. <laughs> Margot Robbie, if you're listening. As Gravitas. Yeah. 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 Margot Robbie. <laughs> Body switch episode. Perfect. Beautiful. Cut. Print. Ian, fix it in post. Thank you. I will take my check now. <laughs> it's I'd in- like one. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the, they're in the uh, mi- Episode one actually passed 1,000 views. Oh, yeah? That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Not as awesome as I would have liked, but... I know, but... Things yeah. happen. They do. Yeah. Maybe right. maybe one day somebody with big money will like watch this little nugget of a show and be like, this is amazing, and then contact you and want to produce it with, you know... Like big money. Yeah. Or bigger money than we had. If we if we keep going down this, send we're gonna it, be the we're gonna be the the guy. Send it to John Favreau. Yeah. If we keep going down this road, we're gonna end up like Al Bundy, just talking about that one, the, the <laughs> three touchdowns he scored against his uh, main rival. It was four. Oh, sorry, four. <laughs> there yeah. are four lights. <laughs> I was always made uncomfortable by the fact that my mom looks like Katie Segal. <laughs> Does she act like her too? No. Oh. Oh, good. She looks like her though. All right. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. I remember the first time I saw her without like her big red wig on, and I was like, "Why does she have brown hair?" Like <laughs> Sons of Anarchy, or uh, no, way after, way before Sons of Anarchy. It was some other. She had a small stint on some show or some movie with sure. her husband Brad W. Whatever his last name is, um, the guy from the Nerds movie, uh, Brad. Her husband. I see where you are. Uh, you're thinking of Bradley Whitford, who was married to Jane Kresmerich from Malcolm in the Middle, who looks a lot oh, like Katie Segal. That's right. Yep. Shit. That's right. I thought, why did I no. think it was? She was married. Um, no, uh, Katie Segal's married to the uh, creator of Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, that explains a lot. Uh, <laughs> rewrites my childhood a little bit there. It's okay. This fine. It actually doesn't, but. So what do you guys think? Star Wars resetting. Oh, is that where we are? Oh, Jesus Christ. Ooh. Take down an entire bottle, guys. <laughs> uh, and crack the next one. I don't... 
No. Yeah, stop just it. Let it be. Just let it be. If you want to, I'm all for more Star Wars yeah. stories. Oh, yeah. I'll eat them up. I I will never stop. Never. Just let's, let's find something else to do. I definitely want yeah. more Jedi. Yeah. Like, give me more Jedi. Because uh, I would love to see Jedi in a non Skywalker centric form. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, literally, the, the, the closest we've gotten is the Darksaber in Mandalorian. Yep. Um, yeah. And I mean, you can't even say Solo because, I mean, I still consider Han Solo to be Skywalker centric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's connected to the Skywalker saga or the Legends cast, as it, they are called. Rob? No, don't do it. That's, yeah. (laughs) Would you like me to expand on that? Fucking stop it. These movies made so much money. Yeah. I mean, don't listen to the whiny whiny fanboys. The fuck do they know? Yeah, they... (sighs) My girl save world. With With the majority, the proverbial handful of whiny babies compared to the collection of Star Wars fans that are out there and now you're going to piss off more of them if you totally just, you know, change it and say, well, we were just kidding. That's that's like the, the whole end of fucking, you know, the person wakes up and it was all a dream. It's stupid. Straight up Dallas this shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he started it. I just provided the appropriate reference. That's all right. Uh, it was a tag team. Nick and I tag teamed you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sexy. A little bit of sweaty. Um, but somehow, bit. right. Well, it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, fuck. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm like, if it's true that Kathleen Kennedy is stepping down, the person I'd want to take it over is John Favreau. And I oh, think absolutely. he'll do a phenomenal job. I just don't want him to change shit. No, um, that's fair. But he knows he knows how to fucking he fucking nailed it with Mandalorian, and if he if he takes over and continues the rest of the Star Wars universe and Lucas Films doing stuff like that, fine. Just leave everything else alone. Um, and did you you watch the behind the scenes stuff on Mandalorian, Kevin? Nope. Oh, I I started it and didn't. I'm I'm I suck at behind the scenes stuff. Like if somebody puts it on for me. Right. I will watch it, but it's never something I'll choose. Mm. I love watching it. Of course, I compare everything to Lord of the Rings behind the scenes stuff, and nothing is compared to that. But John Favreau's Mandalorian thing has done a pretty good job of being a very good close second. Um, they uh, in the very last one, they're kind of wrapping everything up and talking about stuff, and they talk about all of the Hoosie McCulloughs that are in it. Like oh, all the Hoosie McCulloughs. Oh, sure. All the little. Easter eggs and like the troop carrier that were like this was a Hasbro toy that were oh, right. sure yeah, 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 let's yeah. just fucking put it in there because people are gonna eat that shit up and obviously everybody did yep so doing stuff like that and obviously they talked about the dark saber and like we're bringing the we brought the dark saber and it was fucking cool like you see John Favreau like when they first brought it to on set he's like this is fucking cool um he's of course he's playing around with it like Peter Jackson and the fucking chain thing from well, why wouldn't you <laughs> right I did he play with it did he also make the saber noises because probably it wasn't i don't think there's any i think it was just audio of him talk, somebody talking or him talking and then just video of him playing with it ah. um so it was overdubbed so you don't hear him going 
No. But they were just talking about how it was a practical effect, you know, like instead yeah. of being a 3D thing, the whole saber is just what you see on the screen is what you get with a little bit more glow. Um, cool. Yeah. Huh, what else? Anything else? Your butt. <laughs> Anything else anybody needs to talk about, want to talk about? Uh, oh, uh, this was just announced today. Charlie um, Daniels died. Well, yes, Charlie Daniels died. That was announced yesterday. And that's sad because I actually really like Devil Went Down to Georgia. As it turns out, the human Charlie Daniels wasn't so great. No, but, he was not. Um, no, this was just announced today. Last Kingdom is getting season five. It sure is. Yeah. I'm, I just, I'm I just binged all of that recently. Oh, did you? Yeah. How, and? I love it. I'm, mm. I'm excited for season right? five. It's Viking soap opera, and I dig it. Never, never <laughs> seen it. Oh, you should. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I think no. you'd like it a lot. Last night at work, we were watching Hannah, and I haven't watched, like, oh, I want to watch that the series? Yeah. I want to watch it. Good? Uh, well, I picked oh. up in the middle of season wow. one, and, like, if you've seen the, do you know what, you know the movie Hannah? Yeah, of course. I, I, the Saoirse Ronan is awesome. I, I've, yeah, I've seen it. So it's pretty much that. I mean, well, it's not pretty much that. They just kind of expand on the same thing, or as other people have seen it, La Femme Nikita, or sure. uh, Point Break, and uh, Point of No Return with the with the Fonda <laughs> with the break. Fonda oh, girl, strongest yeah. Avenger, and Gabriel and Gabriel, not Gabriel Burns. Yeah, Gabriel Burns. Gabriel Burns. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, it's all there. If you don't know that, like La Femme Nikita was kind of like the start of all this, and then all these other. Um, there was even a television show called uh, Nikita, which was the same thing, and Point of yeah. Point of No Return was the same fucking thing. Well, Femme Nikita, but the American version, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of all the same. Is it good? It's good. So that being said, is like I started in the middle of season one, and I was I didn't need to see the first few seasons, few episodes because I got it. Like I was like, okay, I can kind of see where some of the story is. Um, some things had to be explained to me. It's good in the fact that you kind of want to see how the next episode, like it ends, like an episode ends, and you're like, God, I got to see how this goes, how this finishes out. But the story itself is very slow. The action scenes are really cool. The story, like I said, is kind of, it feels like they could tell it in less episodes. They get that. Which is fine. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't hinder the, the show itself. It just kind of like, just be expected to not zip through the story real quick. It's a lot of like, uh, like, like they actually show you the drive time, you know. So it's kind of like, uh, no. okay. I've watched the entirety of Dragon Ball Z two times, my friend. You don't think I can handle a slow burn and filler episodes? <laughs> Let me explain something to you. And I want, I'm ready. And I want more of the action sequences, but I'm sure that will. It'll. I mean, there's plenty of them, um, but I want more. So, as long as we're talking about uh, binging through. TV, uh, we we started and are almost finished with uh, Avatar: The Last End, Airbender. Nice. Yeah, we just got to the part where Zuko's at the Air Temple, where he hooks up with everyone. Finally, um, this is not a binge because I've been watching it as it's been airing. Okay, but the Snowpiercer TV series. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, with, with David Diggs. Diggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's incredible in it? All right. Uh, yeah. If and and Jennifer Connelly. Uh wow. Um if you I like her in almost everything. If you have seen God Requiem for a Dream. Oh, every time I watch that movie I want to curl up into a ball and die. You do you want to so shoot an much. eight ball and clean your house? No, I just no. want to kill myself. Yeah, so, no. Uh, like that is the word no. <laughs> Time quick sidetrack. 
Requiem for a Dream is the worst if you are neurodiverse or have like mental illness of any kind. Like that, that is a soul crushing journey of two and a half hours where you sympathize with the fact that like Marlon Wayans is the least reprehensible person in the movie. He truly is. <laughs> and for, for fuck's sake, why isn't he in stuff? Right? Like, he, you always see him as, like, just the, the kind of goofy parody movie guy. Yeah. And then you see Requiem for Your Dream, and you're like, holy fucking shit, this guy's talented. And he's, what yeah. the fuck? He, he's got yeah. some serious chops, and it just, like... There's a lot of nudity in that movie, too. There's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of nudity. Um, este es! I'll never get that old man <laughs> screaming that out of my head. And I first saw it when I was, like, 13. It's burned in there. <laughs> I know some of the movies has got a lot of nudity in it, uh, and a lot of actual sex. Uh, Nymphomaniac. Yes, it does. You have to see Shia LaBeouf's penis enter a woman's mouth. That is something you have to watch. It is his penis. It is her mouth. You watch it happen. Yeah, because Shia was like, I got to really have sex to really be in the moment. Well, I mean, the director wanted sex. Well, there's that too. Okay. But uh, there's a lot of actual sex in that movie. And it's Shia LaBeouf's penis. And Shia LaBeouf's <laughs> Going penis. inside of a young woman's mouth. Where the fuck was I? I was talking about something. Snowpiercer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that Fuckers, a- this time it wasn't me. <laughs> so, Snow- to- shut up. Snowpiercer. So if you've seen the movie, which I recommend, yes. it's weird and super fun. And Chris Evans is phenomenal. Um, it's really good, too. It's really good. So this takes place 10 years before that, mm-hmm. um, uh, just seven years after the train took off. Okay. And there are some differences between the movie and the show. There are some different characters that didn't exist. Was Jennifer Connelly in the movie, too? No, she was not. Okay. Um, but uh, her uh, like second-in-command, I believe, is supposed to be Tilda Swinton's character. Okay. okay. But they don't have the same name, but they have a lot of the same mannerisms. Their accent is very similar. Um. But yeah, it's, you know, the, the show starts with, uh, you know, he's from the tale, but he used to be a detective and there's been a murder. Hmm. And so they have him try and solve it. So that's like kind of the first half of the season. The second half of the season is uh, beginning the first real revolution. Nice. Neat. Yeah. We, can you, for those that don't watch Snorpiacer or haven't seen the movie, can you kind of explain the... Yes. So in an effort to quell uh, global warming, uh, they put a chemical into the sky uh, which gave us uh, the second ice age. And the only survivors are left on this train uh, built by a, a, a billionaire who wanted to save people in sort of an arc kind of a thing mm. uh, on this giant train, which gets its energy uh, from the, the snow. It, 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 you know, it, it passes through. And there is, you know, first class passengers who got there by, you know, buying expensive tickets who, uh, are treated like royalty, even though they contribute nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the second class pa- passengers who uh, don't get as many amenities, but they, you know, got tickets. And there's the third class passengers uh, who are the workers for the train, yep. uh, but they, you know, they work, so they're provided uh, accommodations and basic meals and stuff like that. Um, but like people in first get like bowling alleys and nightclubs and uh, yep. tanning salons and v- fine food and like sushi. Like they have cows that they keep yep. up, stuff like that. Yep, yep. Uh, but then people who uh, basically, as the train was departing, uh, charged it and got into, you know, like the, the tail of the, the train. Uh, they're called the tailies and they're basically treated like shit. Yeah. Um, and so it's about them. It, the, the whole point. Uh, around the movie is you know about class warfare and the one percenters and yeah. uh, how we have to to work together uh, and uh, you know the people on top need to be willing to 
to give to people who don't have as much and if we're going to get through uh, this thing called life together. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, really liked the movie. It was really fucking good. And it, it's interesting that this was all written and filmed before George Floyd because David Diggs has a few moments of um, uh, great empowerment hmm. that, are, that were happening on the show around the same time. So it was interesting huh. how they how they lined up. Wow. Hmm. All right. Wow. Nice. Yeah, very... Yeah, I, I've heard it's very good. It's so. it's good, and and David Diggs should, needs to just be in everything. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, this is true. Uh, you know what he is in? Um, he's in Hamilton. You should see that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> is he? <laughs> you know what else is in Snowpiercer? David Diggs' butt. Is it? Uh, for being on TV, there is they get away with quite a bit of nudity. Neat. Yeah, I've been watching. That's in, like a cornerstone of this show. Right, uh, podcast nudity. Um, I've been re- been rewatching, of course, of course. Uh, I've been rewatching NYPD Blue and knowing when that was uh, filmed and aired. There's, I mean, and it definitely broke the barrier of like nudity on a prime time show mm-hmm. and swearing and cussing and middle fingers and uh, just. Hardcore, you know, storytelling. I mean, they kind of paved the way for shows like Walking Dead and Nip Tuck and shit. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's downright, if you, you could probably freeze frame a couple scenes, you'd be like, yep, they're really naked. That's really a nipple I just saw. Um, Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a a few nipples on that show. There's a few nipples in this show right now. Yeah, there's a couple nipples. Rob unbuttoned his shirt. I did. He did. And he's not wearing a shirt underneath it. Wait, 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 sorry. Visual gag on an audio podcast. <laughs> COVID. Uh, COVID. <laughs> See, the part is that that's all going to be edited out. Yeah. That, that, okay. That's fine. All right. Hang on. I need to rebutton my shirt. <laughs> I don't want you guys getting the idea that I'm easy. That's what you get for podcast nudity. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, anything else? Anybody else can, uh, before we get to Nerd Gram? Uh, I'm sure there's something else that I'm, is escaping my brain. Uh, oh. Oh, no. Go ahead. Uh, so one of the the first movies, uh, it, I don't think it's hitting until August twelfth, but I know it is. Um, uh, one of the first big movies to be hitting theaters is Tenet, the mm. new uh, Chris Nolan. Uh, oh yeah 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 Weirdness. yeah um, with um, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Oh okay. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, uh, yeah and he yeah, has yeah, some yeah. kind of weird psychic superpower. I don't know. I know very little about this film. All I know is that everything I've seen in the trailers makes it look fucking awesome. Uh, so I'm excited for it. Plus, it's you know it's Daddy Nolan, so give it to me, give it to me hard. <laughs> All right, dude, save Batman. He man. did. He did. If, save if you want to see a fun movie, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, watch uh, Hotel Artemis. It's fun. Cool. It's uh, uh, Jodie Foster, uh, Baptista, the hotel for gangsters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's fun. It's nothing really great. There's no real great storytelling, but it's it's fun. And Dave Bautista is hilarious in it. Did want to mention this real quick. Uh, July 31st, end of this month, Umbrella Academy, season two. Nice. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I realized on the drive over that this was one of those things that we missed due to everything. Right. Gestures broadly at boys, World. Isn't Boys to season two also coming pretty quick here? It might be. I think the Boys season two is also oh. coming pretty soon. Oh, are okay. they going to do it episodically or are they just going to binge release? 
What uh, an incredible question I don't have the answer to. Thank you. Hey, well, speaking of TV shows that I really can't wait to watch, even though this is definitely uh, for kids, um, there's a new <laughs> hit, Legend of the Hidden Temple, but they're Jedi. It, I mean, it's not Legend of the Hidden Temple, but it's not, not Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, so it's not going to be all at once, but the first three episodes are coming out at the same time. For Umbrella? For the boys. Okay. Uh, Umbrella Academy, since it's Netflix, should be all at once. Yep. Um, this one's Amazon. This one's Prime Video, so this one will be... Uh, the first three episodes drop on September 4th, and then uh, weekly after that, into October. Nice. Yeah, so the Jedi Jedi Academy, I think it's what it's called or something, but it's like live. The kids have got to be Jedis and solve puzzles and do stuff and then like not jump on a big aggro crag. That is neat. It is neat. I'll try to post a video of it somewhere, but it sounded yeah, kind of wish, fun. I wish I was a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Jedi Academy, hosted by Ahmed Best. Correct. Ah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hated him in the Star Wars movies. Enjoy him as a person, and I'm glad that he's still, you know. Uh, that he's that he's getting that, he, that he's it, getting kind of a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I, that they're giving him a chance, and that he's being able to he's being allowed to to continue the mantle of of star wars right i hope they don't make him do any jar jar binks voices like oh god i hope not like, i can only imagine i'll give him fucking ptsd oh god right i hope he, he was literally run off of the internet yeah fuck that yeah i'm glad he's he's i'm glad yeah i i'm glad he's getting a redemption story and and uh that he's doing it with the property he started uh, that he became famous in and uh frankly Deserved a whole lot more than we gave him. That said, I hate Jar Jar. <laughs> I hate him. I hate his minstrel show bullshit. I hate that George Lucas wrote him as a minstrel character, and it frustrates me. Anyways. <laughs> that was my very light social justice soapbox. It's okay. Uh, nerd grabs. Yes. I'm going to start because mine's kind of sad, actually. So a few episodes back, I was really excited about getting a certain thing from a guy from England. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. (laughs) Don't ruin it. Sorry. England has got these really strict shipping policies. And uh, even though it was broken down into different pieces, uh, he cannot ship the pulse rifle out of England. Um, wow. Because like ever or just right now, ever because they have strict rules about like shipping fake guns. Like there's all it's it's very fine print. We were both looking through it and trying to find a way to get a not not get around it. But unless he bought like if he was a company and bought a license, which is expensive, and sure um, he can ship he can ship them all over England and the UK. He just can't ship them out of the UK to oh. the to the United States. Although he could ship something to him from the United States. So I'm not getting it. No. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was sad. I'm sad about it. But uh, we're trying to work something out and maybe try to get something else done with I, it. So I, I was going to ask if you got your money back. Well, I did. I oh, did. Okay. I mean, I it, yes, I did. So um, it wasn't like a scam or anything. No, and and I didn't. The way you talked about the guy, did, I imagined that it wouldn't be. But I just wanted to. No, I did. I was um, checking up on you, buddy. I, I did. I did get my money back. Um, so, and so we're trying to work something else out. But 
who knows when that will come to fruition. So, And if people are wondering, well, why don't you just get the files from him? Because he's not selling the files, and I can respect that as something that he designed. Oh, yeah, no. No, that's... Um, so I can totally respect that, and I'm not upset about that at all. What about traveling with it? If I went to England, I could, I could, but I'd have to get it through customs, which I probably could because it's plastic. And if they scanned it, they wouldn't see that it was a gun. It's all plastic. Okay. Yes. So if somebody's in England and wants to come to the United States and pick one up from this guy, I know exactly where he lives. <laughs> Somebody gets on the phone. Meanwhile, Kevin and Rob set up a GoFundMe for Nick <laughs> to get a ticket to England. First class. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> bitch, you riding in coach. I know. I know. It's fine. I love you. I don't love you that much, but I love you. I don't care. It's only a 12-hour flight. Do you actually have someone that you can... Possibly. Oh, neat. Oh, my God. You're awesome. I don't. I, I, my idea was the GoFundMe. <laughs> and the worst part was is that when he finally got the parcel back from the UK Post people, it looked like it was used as a footrest, tossed around the fucking... Aww. I'm just imagining that scene from the first uh, Ace Ventura movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Was like flinging it down the hallway <laughs> and shit. Right. They probably used it for, like, for rugby or something. I don't know. And that, Which I don't understand, like... If it's just sitting on a shelf, like why? How does it get trashed? Unless they did it intentionally. But I feel, to me, I have this imagination that the English are much more refined than Americans. Like that seems like a very American thing to do, and I feel that the English are more refined. But I'm guessing they're probably not. Yeah. I mean, they're humans after all, and yeah, humans sometimes can be deplorable. So that's my nerd grab. I don't have anything else. I don't because I've already sp- <laughs> spent way too much money. In the past like month and a half, so yeah. <sighs> I gotta save my money now. Yeah. 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 That's it. All right. So let's get some bad news out of the way. Let's get some good news out of the way. You guys have some good news for nerd grabs, right? Yes, yes, yes. Happy news. I know Kevin does. Kevin does. I'm still working through my brain to see if I did get anything. I don't think Kay. I did, but through uh, your brain. So files. I have two. Yeah, you do. Uh, I have a smaller one and a big one. Satellite sex one. tape. <laughs> I have a uh, the I got uh, like four t-shirts. No, oh, nice. Uh, they're all very nerdy. I'm wearing one right now. Yeah, I love your Ninja Turtles one. Yeah, it's fucking cool. One. The Donatello's bandana is a little on the pink side, but I kind of like it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. Um, the other one is uh, just a, a Triforce on a black shirt. Nice, uh, simple. Yeah. Uh, the other one is a very old timey Batman one, mm. like back when he had the really wide set oh, ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, him kind of just over Wayne Manor on the hill. Cool. And then the fourth one was uh, Wonder Woman. It's uh, kind of an olive Wonder green Woman. color with just the, the classic Wonder Woman symbol. That kind of looks like a mirrored WWF. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, right. So that was the smaller one. I was excited about those. They were like eight bucks each. So Nice. I love uh, when you get nerdy shirts for good money. Right. Um, and then I, I bought a, a big boy bed. Um, oh yeah, with, I saw a photo uh, of it with uh, help from my Goyle. Uh, it's a uh, big, giant, plush, super soft uh, uh, beauty rest that just—that's uh, all I can think about right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about my bed being. Oh, I want to be inside you. <laughs> uh, you so I got new sheets for it because it's uh, it's too thick for uh, my current fitted sheets. Shut up, Tyler. You're <laughs> shut up. Um, and then I bought a new comforter too because why not? Because why not? Um, 
Yeah, and it all has I a, did, the all base. I did was look. Shut at up! Me. It has a base that's uh, adjustable, so I can lift oh. my head and like yeah. actually like sit up and lean back and like play vid or watch TV or nice. something like that. Because sitting up in bed is is pretty uncomfortable for me. Yes, Rob, how can I help you? Thick with two C's. Yes. All right. Um. Yeah. I. <laughs> so last night was my first night, and it it got delivered on Monday, and uh, my my last mattress was. Fucking! It was garbage. It was it was concrete. <laughs> it was that it was that bed that the Klingons uh, oh sure let Captain Picard sleep on just a, a metal a slab laid of sheet metal. Yeah, Princess um, Leia was also on. Yeah, it was it was awful. And so yeah, I got such good fucking sleep. So I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Nice. What was the other one? The shirts. Oh, I thought. I thought the thing sitting in front of you was one. No, of them. I actually talked about that on he our other podcast. Oh, that's right. I did. just wanted you guys to see it. Oh, yeah. That's right. You did because you said you were going to bring it. This time. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. It's so my penis, <laughs> <laughs> which is also thick with two C's. Yeah. Which is also something nerds can grab. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> This has been Best Threesome Ever, episode 108. What, I'm Nick. What, you, <laughs> you're just mad because you didn't say it first. He is. Of course I am. Uh, so uh, as an addendum to last episode, um, we, we, we got the garage all torn down and uh, the fence put up and we put up a little shed. Then that's how I spent my vacation. And, and and I yeah like I I took four days off of work to go do that and um, at the end of uh, Friday day four we finished up and had everything finished and everything was done I'm like all right cool awesome Saturday I went to Home Depot how much money did you spend <laughs> um okay so I'm going to. I'm going to rat on our friend here and say I only spent $50 at Home Depot um, or no, actually Menards uh, to get some concrete uh, like cinder blocks and uh, some two by fours and some stain and what. And I built myself a, you, you'll dig this. I built a prep station nice. for the, for the uh, backyard grill patio nice yeah yeah so i built a sort of a simplistic sort of workbench grill prep station and it i I took it for a test run this weekend great awesome i want i want more things on it like i want to put in like a like a little cabinet thing where i can store all the brushes and Mm -hmm. all of the utensils and uh put like a waterproof something on there that i can store all my spices and stuff in yeah just make it real sexy. Um, but anyway, so I built that, and it was only about 50 bucks at the end of the day. Our other dear friend who lives in the house with me wanted a butterfly garden. Like a garden full of butterflies? Sure. No, a pollinator garden um, for, for the... I know. Uh, the pollinator garden for the other side of the, the, um, the retaining wall that we left up from the garage... And it was just this chunk of like three feet or four feet by 20 feet of space that just wasn't being used. So she decided she wanted to fill it all in with dirt and make a butterfly garden. And so she did. 
$175 worth of plants later. That's a lot of plants. That's a lot of plants. Uh-huh. I, I, I do want to preface this by saying I am not at fault at all. It didn't attract butterflies. It attracted bees. No, no, no. I am not at fault for this at all. We walked into Bachman's. I was get, getting too warm on the outside where all the plants were. And I just looked at her and said, okay, I'm going to go in towards the cool air and over by that grill stuff because I'm a nerd. Okay, so it might be a little bit my fault. Um, but I did specifically say, don't overdo it. <laughs> I specifically said to her, don't over... Be, I, no, no, no. My exact phrase was, be sensible. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean... $175 worth of... Uh, bee pollinator and butterfly pollinator plants. She didn't buy two hundred dollars worth, so <laughs> it, wasn't, it, it wasn't three hundo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could have been worse. It wasn't it me the last. Worse. It wasn't me the last time I went to a strip club. So really, we're fine. <laughs> Oof, <laughs> because I spent a lot of money. Yes, I recall. Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> told me all about it, baby. <laughs> sure did. Um, so I'm not. I'm not shaming her. I, I made fun of her when it happened because I was like, "Honey, that was a hundred and seventy-five dollars worth of plants you just bought." Sure is. <laughs> it looks great. It looks really good, in fact. And the stuff's already growing. And there's a rose bush right in the middle. It's cool. But uh, that, like, that was after four days of us tearing down a garage and then putting up fencing and then putting up a shed and like all of this super, like strenuous outdoor work in the blazing 85 degree heat and the fucking hot as balls. choking humid heat of July. And, uh, after that, we, uh, the next day we went out and bought more things to do in the strenuous goddamn heat. Well, let me, cause we're stupid. <sighs> let me ask you this. Do the, do at least the flowers, like you don't have to buy more. They just will regrow next year. Yes. They're all perennials. Oh, then that, well, then yeah. you've already, there might be a couple biennials, but yeah, most of them are perennials. Yeah. Well then that's great. Cause then you don't have to buy more plants next year. So really, yeah. I mean, it's always the upfront cost. So yeah. yeah at least you're smart about it. Yeah. Um, like mine will probably end up, my project will end up costing more in the long run simply because I've got little doohickeys and things I want to build on top of it and make better. And like, I also want to put in like, uh, these, uh, planter boxes with four by four sticking out of them. So then I can run, um, solar lighting over the whole space so I can work in the dark too. Anyways, awesome. that was my, my nerd grab was I, I awesome. built a cool uh, prep table nice. bench for myself. It's cool. It's nice. It's very nice. I want you to come over and look at it because it's fun. Why don't you come over it's and super dope. touch my meat and cook it. Okay, I can do that. I will touch your meat and cook it. Oh, I'm at Kevin. I want him to come over. Because you were talking about him touching your workstation. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, do you feel do you feel like we're... Two parents arguing over a child. I grilled kebabs this weekend. They were very good. I nice. bet you they were. I grilled some steaks and some hot dogs this weekend. They were okay. I smoked three racks of ribs and made uh, Brussels sprout and bacon kebabs and um, some pork chops and um, uh, raspberry barbecue sauce and mulberry syrup for 
uh, mulberry lemonade with uh, mulberry whiskey lemonades. Mm. That's a lot of fireworks. But we were out in the country where nobody else sure. were, were around. Which I appreciate. Right, because we're not. Did you see how we started? I liked your edited video with the, <laughs> the music and the, the flying thing on the, I didn't, I didn't see the, on the music. zip line. That was. You should, quite, you should definitely post that in quite the. incredible. So. You should definitely post that in the comments, by the way. I should. Uh, so, well, yeah, we have a, a tradition at my friend's house. He lives down in the country in Minnesota. Well, a country town in Minnesota. Small town in Minnesota, whatever. Um, it's literally called Country Town, Minnesota. Literally. It's also called Randolph. All right. So he's got a huge backyard, which puts up against a train track, and then there's more farmland behind that. Um, but he's got a huge bonfire pit. And so many, if a handful of years ago, we decided, you know, during the 4th of July, we have a bonfire, and it's huge. But we always wanted to, like, be more creative. And I think this pretty much just came out of a drunken fucking, you're drunk, let's have some fun with trying to light this bonfire thing. And now it's just kind of become, how do we light a bonfire in the most exciting way possible that isn't just throw some matches on it? Trust me, there's a lot of gasoline involved. Uh, so kids, don't try this at home. Oh, God, there was so much gas. You could see, I could smell it through the video. You, you probably could. There was two <laughs> five-gallon buckets of diesel, uh, <laughs> a big five-gallon bucket of regular gasoline, and I think that was it. Premium or unleaded? I don't know. The, st- the shit that lights on fire. <laughs> um, ah, but you also have to, just, for people at home, um, these pallets and wooded and, and large dead trees and stuff probably stacked up probably about 10 feet high. So it's not a small little tiny pit. Um, and the f- flames are probably good 100 feet high. And how did you light this bonfire? Um, this year, we took a firework, put it on a string, like a zip line uh, string, and like cut little pieces of pipe and then tape that to the the shooting off firework and stood back about, I don't know, we were probably 50 feet away and uh, lit it and it shot straight right into the middle of the thing and uh, it exploded and it lit on fire. And I might have edited the, the video to uh, be a little dramatic music and slow down the video of when it exploded so then it makes my stupid laugh sound like a maniacal laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that I showed that video to uh, uh, Joanna and <laughs> didn't even tell her who who had made it. And then you hear you you laugh, and she's like, "Ah, well, there's Nick." Yeah, yeah, so awesome. <laughs> um, you know, one year we did a flaming arrow, and it wasn't like a normal arrow with a regular bow. It was like a kid's bow because he's got daughters, so <laughs> like this little kid's bow. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> one year it was a it was um, a flare. But instead of shooting out of a flare gun, because my friend broke my flare gun, it was through a shotgun. That's how we discovered that flares fit into a 12-gauge shotgun. Yeah. Jesus. We've had, oh, one year it was, uh, the I think it was a couple years ago, we did a Harry Potter one where we took Roman candles and shot it at it. But it was kind of <laughs> looks like a Harry Potter thing because these magical little things are shooting at this thing. And eventually one of them lit it. So we have fun. We have fun. We have fun. Um, so, yeah. I kind of want you to shoot dragon rounds at it. We talked about that. Yeah. Those tra- dragon breath rounds? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you have, probably have to get really close to it, though, and that's kind of the... That sounds terrified. Uh, my friend's got a flame suit, so maybe I'll make him do it. <laughs> okay. One of those Tesla flamethrowers. Oh, fuck yeah. <gasps> no, 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 no. Okay, flame retardant suit. Okay? Uh-huh. We're all dressed up. An Olympic torch. <laughs> 
you ha- don't <laughs> Which, film it in slow mo. Somebody has to run and pretend slow mo. Yes. To I like how you added Friday the Thirteenth. I do it right, but that, I think he was going for six million dollar man. But yeah, uh, no, in the uh, chariot of fire that. Uh, oh, I, I I know. Okay, it, but it, but you specifically did the. Ch- 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I absolutely did. You're absolutely right. So yeah, so that was fun. Um, we you know blew up a small nation after that. <laughs> the kids liked it. Their kids loved it. So he's got little kids, and they were like, "Yeah, fireworks!" So, uh, <laughs> and the the neighbors were all over. So, why the hell not? You know, when the neighbors are there, you can make as much noise yeah. as you want. Yeah, so. My block had mortar rounds. Every other house. Neat. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I saw your your cleanup. Yeah. That uh-huh. sucks. Uh-huh. Yeah, because uh-huh. after, uh-huh. after our, there was a big cleanup after our thing, too, and we had a lot, so. Sure. I could understand that there would probably be a lot that you had to clean up, and the pictures definitely showed that, and that sucks, because your neighbors are horrible, horrible people. No, they're not horrible people. It's just that it's a combination. Here's the thing. This is my rationale for it, is that it's a combination between, A, we live in the age of coronavirus where there were no public shows. True. And, B, we live six blocks from George Floyd Memorial Square. Yep. Where there has been a lot of just like the whole neighborhood has just been waiting for this release, this tension burster. And and I think that was a lot of it. And, yeah. you know, I, right. in the moment I was angry, but like looking back on it and I go, you know what? That was, could have been so many other things and I'd rather it be fireworks. Right. I'd rather it be fireworks than than police sirens coming down my street picking up everyone who's lighting off stupid mortars. No, no, no. much rather that. Like I had to yell at our our, our right next to us neighbor. I can tell uh, you from on the south side to like go the fuck in the house and get the fuck off your phone because she was threatening to call nine one one on all of the kids in the neighborhood. By the way, we are three of maybe ten white people on the block. Like, yeah, yeah, like that's, and she's threatening to call the cops and I'm just like, no, go the fuck inside. Don't no. I'd rather see them blow shit up and annoy me for the next hour than any of that, because that sounds horrible and, I'm a, and so much worse. I'm going to guess that majority of it was all that one day and then the day before and the day after, not so much. Yeah. 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 People with fireworks uh, my old neighborhood. Uh, it was uh, like Beirut. It was you so mean loud. the 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 neighborhood just over here in St. Paul? Yes. Oh yeah. Yo, oh, your neighborhood got nuts on the fourth. <sighs> but it was like two days prior. Yep. The day of and like two days after. This year it was weird. I feel like it was it was like weeks of buildup. Mm. Like yeah. At least a week beforehand, it, it was it was starting to get a little nuts. Like uh, firework wise. Yeah. 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 This neighborhood, there's we could. Here a few, but not too many. Is yeah. your neighborhood pretty quiet? Um, I, I I was actually out of town for. Oh, that's uh, right. I was out uh, west on the. Looks like somewhere South Dakota border. We were just at a lake. Looked oh, really nice. It was nice. Um, was it just you and her? No. Um, oh. And then um, we did go to a beach on the fourth, but people were being really good about staying oh, cool. like staying in like their family unit and not. Yeah. Being, um, 
you know, not uh, nice. Not great. There were there were a couple of uh, there was a pontoon that 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 came up that had roughly forty thousand people on it, uh, and they Titanic, all looked like and we we just called them the douche brigade. They all looked terrible, like bros. Uh, yeah, and, and just the the kind of people who would call police on black people just for existing that kind of folk. Uh, but for the most part, people were being really good about social nice. distancing and. You know, we 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 had fun. It was gorgeous uh, because it was super windy by the lake, nice. so it was I was comfortable. I didn't schwitz my hole off. I got super <laughs> sunburned. <laughs> I uh, I was on a river on a little tube on a river drinking beer, and I got really sunburned and it was hot as balls. So so much so hot, I had to stop drinking beer. How hot? What? Oh, okay. <laughs> So so how do you have to stop drinking beer? Oh, yeah, because right. every time I step outside, it's sweating so bad. It's just, ugh, it's horrible. But it was nice because there was like a lot of fireworks displays going on around the lake oh, that nice. we were at. So that we got to actually see some some decent fireworks. Cool. And like we just kind of, you know, we did so much during the day that we just sort of wound down at night and uh, watched like uh, like spooky and like unsolved paranormal YouTube videos. Right. We went kind of down a rabbit hole. It was great. Was this like a, from the pictures, was this like a, Bed and breakfast, or like somebody's. No, cabin? it was just a. It was just a. It was an Airbnb, oh, uh, nice. but it's like it's like owned by somebody. Okay. Um, in the town where he like he rents it out like as a lodge. So. Yeah, it looked really nice. fucking nice. Where the place that you were at? Yeah, it was. It, really nice. it was. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. All right. Anything else? Anybody wants to promote? Throw out there any winners? You anything? Uh, yep. There should. Uh, I'll actually probably be putting up another episode tomorrow of. Uh, of Star Wars, which we're almost finished with, and then Friday we're we're recording, and we we don't know what we're going to record yet because <laughs> we finally finished the goddamn game <laughs> last time, um, and so at uh, the last few episodes should be coming out uh, pretty quick here, and uh, we do have a couple others, you know, in the uh, that that are sandbagged and ready to go. Uh, sure, just a quick playthrough of uh, Celeste that I'll probably be putting hmm. out. As well as a fable that I don't know if we're going to put out. Uh, it was we were doing that uh, that parsec thing, and oh, then, yeah. uh, it was our first run of it, and it, it came out a little weird. So uh, okay, we'll 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 decide then and there. But Ian, fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Make um, it better. Yeah, I I kind of want to do because uh, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Kingdoms of Amalur, the Reckoning mm. game that came out on the 360 mm. uh, a million years ago. It was by. Uh, the the art was done by Todd McFarlane and the story was done by Ari Salvatore. Was that the oh, one? Oh, yeah. Whoa, that is Wait. that is a fucking baller yeah. team right there. <laughs> I that is that is dynamite. Yeah. Was this the one on the snow planet? No, no, no. It's uh, it it's all about uh, like the the Sealy and Unsealy Fay and you uh you were you were brought back to life and you're some kind of chosen one you're like the only person who can like change your destiny because it's all about like the songs of fey and mm-hmm. how things mm-hmm. just keep happening and repeat because that's how like fey lore works right uh but you are the only one who can change it um hmm. and so yeah it's but it's a long fucking game so i don't i don't know if we really want to or if we want to just do like a like kind of a fun one off of right. you know creating a ridiculous character and slapping about so <laughs> sure Sure, and that's got a that that's got a remastered version. Yeah, coming out uh, in on September, I think eighth. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. It's called, uh, I think it's called Kings of Amalur Re Reckoning or something like that. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I, I owned a six uh, three sixty for a hot minute, uh, literally probably about a minute, and by that I mean like a month, 
because there was one game that came out. I was like, this game looks really cool. Oh, it's only on the 360, so I bought a 360 just to play the game, and then I got bored with it, and I returned it. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, but I think that game, the game you're talking about, came out shortly after because I was like, oh, Todd McFarlane. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. And it's it's it has a really interesting story behind it too. Like the the studio that made it went under. And the rights, even though it was helmed by EA, the studio that actually did it hmm. was uh, was a different studio. Uh, EA was just like the publisher. But due to some weird financial fiasco, the state of Rhode Island retained the rights to the video game. The whole yeah. state? Yeah. <laughs> what? Huh. So it's, you, you have to look it up. It's such an interesting read. Hmm. All right. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, I just I did want to bring up real quick uh, Werewolf of the Apocalypse Earthblood, the video game. Guess guess say. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh I, wow. Yeah. Uh, okay, so based on the old White Wolf RPG. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it takes place in the Pacific Northwest, and it uh, focuses on what can be described in the original books as a Ronin werewolf. Someone who doesn't have a tribe, but he was of the Fianna or Irish tribe, um, and uh, he, he's a Fianna in the Pacific Northwest, where they have a whole lot of Native American uh, werewolf lore up there in the Pacific Northwest. Hmm. And they're playing an Irish white guy. <clears throat> I have some uh, questions. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's classic. If you ever played uh, the Werewolf, the Apocalypse um, RPG, or did the LARPing, yeah, it's fucking literally looked like uh, like McDougal from uh, Outlander. Yeah, yep, just bald. Yep, and uh, it, it's it it's interesting though. Yeah, it's based on that whole um, environmental terrorist uh, arc shit, that they I did. It. Yeah, yeah, it's super gory. Yeah. Um, anyways, I just wanted to mention that real quick. Uh, what I got coming up, I've got a video coming up that'll probably be posted to the um, B3 site or the B3 Facebook page as soon as I have it. Uh, it'll be myself and a bunch of other uh, fest folks. Nope, not being posted. I'm kidding. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I'll post it myself. Crusty festers. Yeah. I'm kidding, yes. Yeah, Festering crusters. Anyways. Um, Bunch of a bunch of the fest folks uh, from the <laughs> the super group that we made last year. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we all kept in touch over the off season, and we were we're doing a a socially distanced version of the song "Leave Her Johnny." Oh. And uh, so that video will be coming out soon as well. Um, I know it's I know it's currently in editing. So nice. Uh, but I filmed my part uh, last week, and uh, I'm excited. It's gonna be stupid. Fantastic. And you guys will just roll your eyes at me. Yeah, I'm aware. Well, that's great. Yeah, we'll post that. Yeah, so um, this has been our episode. <laughs> it's a bit long. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's about an average. It's about average. I'm okay. Saying. We're about average. Totally sexy. Fuck, I was going to say something. I don't remember what the fuck I was going to say. Butts. Shit. Nope. Ass. Always ass and titties. Yep, I'm always ass and titties. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Oh, next time, next episode, we might have a special guest. Uh, our friend um, from Boston might join us. So uh, hopefully, she can 
get on here. She doesn't know that yet, so hopefully I'll contact her before this episode comes out. <laughs> you should you should do that. Well, you know. she asked about it, and the reason why I wanted to have her on because I thought it'd be fun is that she has never watched anything Star Trek, and then all of a sudden she decided to start watching Star Trek Discovery, huh. and was like giving me a play by play via like her reaction. I love those. Uh, <laughs> via Facebook Messenger. It was delightful and awesome. And so I thought it would be fun to have her on to talk about her experience with Star Trek, starting with Discovery. Sure. And when she got her reaction to Captain Killy was, and Tilly in general was, one that we would expect. So, so hopefully she'll be on soon. All right. All right. Uh, so, yeah, this has been Best Recent Ever, episode 108, sponsored by Heroic Goods and Games in Minneapolis and also by Jaybird Wines. I'm Nick. I'm Rob. And I'm Kevin. And we will see you uh, next time. Probably. Probably. Maybe. Who knows? You can never have me have the last word in an episode. <laughs> Not ever. The views held here by the nerds of Best Threesome Ever do not directly reflect the views of nerds everywhere. <laughs>